0: Hello, and welcome to Dragon Talk, the official Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I am Greg Tito, and I'm joined by...
1: Shelley Mazzanoble. Woo!
0: And we have an amazing guest with us. Chris Lindsay.
1: Chris Lindsay.
0: He is Schmiss Lindsay, and he is going to be here talking about the Dungeon Masters Guild Adept Program as well as just generally what's going on with the Dungeon Masters Guild, as well as D&D Adventurers League, and, uh, hey, let's just go with all tabletop products that are coming out in the next six months. What do you think about let's that, Chris? Let's do it. Oh, sure, why not? All right. We got lots to jump into. Get, hit me. Uh, what's your favorite color, Grung? Go. Gold.
2: I didn't know Gold. there were different colors. They That's like the whole point of the Grung. Didn't know that. It's a cast system. Oh. Yeah. The grung are in charge. The gold grung are in charge. Yeah. Oh, that's why well I'm your favorite. The green grung, like yourself, are the scrubs. Oh. Wow. That's cold. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you, she likes to play
0: sorceresses that she's the green grung? Uh, oh, a- no.
2: She's not even at I- the sorceress level yet, but Ooh, if she could be, she could man. be red. He's such a jerk. <laughs>
0: He's
1: such a jerk.
0: You know who's a real grung? I, I don't know. I just, I, but. Nathan?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, my good friend Rudy Rutenberg is a real grung. In the chat, what up, Rudy Rutenberg? He's a real grung. Tell true. your friend Chris to
1: not be such a jerk.
0: It's true. It's just um, not going to happen. So we'll get to uh, that amazing interview that we're about to occur in a couple minutes. But before then, we got some announcements to kind All of right, uh, I'll sh-
1: stay. churn Fine. through.
0: <laughs> what do you want to announce first, since uh, you're, you're hot and bothered and ready to talk about grung? <laughs> <laughs> She's speechless. We made her speechless all of a sudden. Let's go with the puppy.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so Dungeons & Dragons has a lot of fun things going on that uh, we want to talk about. Trail of
1: Baldur's Gate. There
0: you go. When's that happening?
1: October 6th. What's in it? Cool stuff.
0: Are
2: there any uh, frogs in no. it? No. <laughs> Are
1: there, actually?
2: Well, why not?
1: Because you didn't contribute a haunt. You could have.
2: Well, I was kind of busy making frog people. <laughs> Who did contribute a haunt?
1: <laughs> uh, well, a lot of people. Inside the hollowed halls here of Wizard. So Mike Murrells wrote a bunch of them. Oh, good for Mike. Adam Lee good just on. was like <laughs> turning them out. Bart Carroll wrote three of them. Who's Bart Carroll? He's this guy. He's Something this guy. to do with Dragon Plus? Yeah, I know. He goes he to Brooklyn a He's the cutest lot. little boy, though. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like his mother. Um, not really. Must, must take after. Must take after his mommy. Um, Ben Petrosor, oh. whom I'm still angry with about our diplomacy game of two years ago. He
2: did betray you twice in a row. Two yeah. years ago. Was it
1: two years ago? About that. It was a long
2: time. Seems yeah. like a long time to hold a grudge.
1: Oh, it will <laughs> never ever go away. <laughs> that was oh, a God.
0: shame. He once shame on you. Yeah. Fooled me twice.
1: Oh,
2: shame God. on me. Situation. I can't.
1: I'm going back there. I don't want to go back there. Yeah. <gasps> That's what we should have talked to the Adams diplomacy
2: about. Diplomacy PTSD.
1: Seriously. Yeah.
2: I told you guys you should not play it that this would end in tears. Did anybody listen to me? No. In fairness, the only one who cried was Shelley.
1: I didn't cry. <laughs> Public. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> How did you know?
0: Well, someone you was sobbing in the myself. in the <laughs> women's room on the <laughs> third
1: floor. Russia. In the next
0: stall over from where Greg was. <laughs> yeah.
1: He's about to lose Russia in his Access and his Axis and Allies. It's true.
0: It's they're they're it's on. Th-
1: a hard country to. There's hold on only to. about
0: like four units left on the board for
2: Russia. It's, uh, it's, Don't give up. But they're doing. They got. Uh, it's, There's it, a strategy for for holding on to Russia, and it's called never strike out. <laughs> I know. That's why I did go a little bit too far.
1: It's called cheat.
2: I reach too Just far for the sun. Units. I reach too far. If you, you actually look at my wings are burning. the oh, historical man. tactics used by Russia and actually follow those, you'd do much better.
0: Yeah, come into uh, the motherland and <laughs> wait for the sun to go away. That's right. That's the tactic. Um, so, yes, we will... Uh, what were we
1: talking about? Chris Dupuy. Chris Dupuy. Oh, people who oh, oh, have done haunts for Betrayal Kim of All This Lundstrom, Game. Diane Mullen. I'm so excited that Kim has
0: done one. Noah
1: Milrod. I'm not going to remember everybody's name. David McDarby. Sam Simpson. Sammy Chris was... Tulock and Kat Krueger. I didn't know Tulock did one with yep. his uh, fiance With his wife now. Wife, wife, yeah. Oh, wow. Couples who write haunts together stay together. That's true.
0: Have you written a haunt with Bart yet? I feel uh, like
1: our whole life is a haunt.
0: So Betrayal of Baldur's Gate is coming out October 6th. It's basically a uh, like fantasy version of the Betrayal.
1: Set in Baldur's Gate. Yeah, set it. in
0: Baldur's Gate where okay. you discover the city.
1: You lay out the entire, not the entire, but you lay out some iconic locations of Baldur's Gate instead of a haunted house. Right. So you have cities, or you have buildings, you have streets, and you have the catacombs. Be careful. The catacombs. The catacombs. The catacombs. And you're playing D&D adventurers. Mm-hmm. You actually have... Um, Adventuring powers too, like to help your character.
0: Fighters who fight stuff. And yeah. Rangers yeah. who range stuff. Yeah. And sorcerers who yeah. sork stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like that. That's cool. It's almost like you play tested it a million times.
0: I know how to sork stuff. It's one of my favorite yeah. things to do. Uh,
1: it's very cool. It's very beautiful. The art is fantastic as usual. Emmy. Shana, Scott Okumara did the tiles again. When you get the tiles, you have to really study them and look at them because they're amazing.
0: And they're all anatomically correct. Uh, Not uh, 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 lore correct. You looked really, really really close.
1: Yes, because Matt Cernet was instrumental in letting us know things about like Sorcerer's Sundries is a round building. I might be getting that mixed up. But anyway, one (sighs) of the buildings should have been round. And we were like, "Ah, we didn't know. We have to go back to Scott and he had to make it round.
0: He made a round tile to fit into a he square did pedig-
1: He, he did the illust- redid the illustration. Uh, that was actually something we had to think about. We're like, oh, my God. How does that work? How are we going to make this round building? He, he figured it out. But it, you'll be happy to know if you love Baldur's Gate that there it is very true to Baldur's Gate. The lore is correct. Nice. Yes.
0: Very cool. Um, and uh, hopefully we'll be playing some Baldur's Gate, uh, Betrayal Baldur's Gate, here on the stream, right? Yeah, like once it gets out, yeah, to show you I think guys even how a little played? bit
1: sooner, we've been talking about. Ooh. Who do I talk to about this? I
0: think your husband okay. uh, might be. Uh,
2: the, we want to live start.
1: stream the game and then do like a little like a director's cut or Q and A or something. Like do you want to play?
2: Yeah, we live streamed yeah. the game from Origins. We did. Yeah, that we should do fun. that again. more, more of the, more of the same. Yeah.
1: Chris Perkins, who had never played Betrayal at House on the Hill before, he said he didn't really like board games. He doesn't think he's very good at them.
0: Right, I think that you didn't realize it's like a cooperative game. It's not necessarily a competitive one. Until,
1: to a point.
0: To a point, to a point. Ruti. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: So uh, there's a lot of fun stuff going here on the D&D channel. In addition to playing some board games, there is lots of live play. Speaking of uh, Ruti, he is the dungeon master for uh, Maze Arcana, Fury's Reach, on Tuesday nights. No, he did Wednesday nights.
2: He's one of two, yeah. He's one
0: of two. And Team Phoenix does uh, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Yep. Pacific time here on the D&D Twitch channel. Of course, Chris Perkins, we mentioned, does Dice Camera Action at 4 p.m. Yep. Pacific time. And then in about an hour, actually 40 minutes from now, we'll Uh-oh. be doing, uh, 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 what is the name of that one?
1: Force Grey? Force
0: Grey, Lost City of Omu. <laughs> That's right. Uh, we'll oh, be debuting no. episode three in uh, just just a few minutes, uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, and I'll be talking to uh, two uh, ladies from Girls Guts Glory this Thursday at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time. Awesome. That's right. Uh, it'll be uh, fantabulous, and we'll be doing uh, uh, episode eight of that one, I believe, maybe nine. Um, it's been going really fast, but they have done, uh, an amazing work. When we spoke to, uh, the woman who plays, uh, Ichabod. Oh, I love The her. dwarf, love uh, Sujata. Uh, it was, it was amazing. And, uh, I can't wait to pick her brain some more because I've been watching more of Insecure, which she's in on HBO. Oh. Yeah. Pretty
1: cool, really? right? Yeah.
0: Um, I hope she recovers from her, uh, uh, cat allergies, though. Uh, it was, it was, it was kind of insane. In the middle of a and a all of a sudden, uh, she starts, like, coughing like crazy.
1: Seriously? Yeah.
0: From, from someone else's cat that... That uh, 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 yeah, it was insane. Cats. It was amazing though, and but uh, so we'll ask her on Thursday if she's recovered or not.
1: Sabotage. Uh,
0: and uh, of course, we also have uncharted territory uh, from our friends, the High Rollers, at twelve noon on Fridays.
1: Where can people find the schedule? It's all
0: on uh, Twitch TV slash DND.
1: Because i I just picture people at home furiously writing this down. There's so, Thursday, so much there. Yeah. I
0: know. It's so much there, but I like to go through it just so everybody knows what's what's, happening. it's great. Exactly. I love hearing it. Me too. I
1: never get sick of hearing it.
0: Me. I don't get sick of saying it ever (laughs) either. there? Uh, speaking of Twitch, you can now subscribe to ours channel. Uh, it's $4.99. You get access to Aww. emotes, uh, which are pretty interesting. There's some uh, 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 dice roll. There's like 20s and a 1 and, and uh, a TPK as well as Milo, Chris Perkins' dog. Uh, lots of fun stuff. And uh, you. In there. Don't talk about that one. We're, we're not talking about that.
1: That's adorable. <laughs> Is it?
0: <laughs> I hope so.
1: Build you up.
0: Build me up. we got to get one of you now so you can be like, nope. nope. All right, no Ixnay on the Well, we'll just have Chris Lindsay then. Yes. We'll have his his mug. Um, that stuff is awesome. There'll be uh, you get to uh, do uh, ad free viewing of of every, all the Twitch program that we got going on here. So uh, uh, I suggest you get to it, and then uh, everything that we get from that will be put back into the channel to make more shows. Bring back the grung, perhaps. Oh. Uh, bring back other uh, fun things. And uh, I just have a wide slate of d d programming here on the Twitch channel Apparently, going forward.
1: Pay for my education about grung, because I don't know.
0: We're going to educate you
2: Way up and down all over town. Then you could possibly. And there
0: imagine. is my, there's my stupid mug there in the in the chat. Yes, thank you very much.
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: It's I had the beard in that one, though, so I have to start. Uh, you didn't b-
1: approve the image?
0: I'm growing my beard back uh, this fall. Oh. I do it every fall. I go fall, and then I, I shave. That's it weird. Off in the I can't even picture
1: what you look like with a beard now. That's
0: what my kids say. They're always like, "What? I don't know. Uh, I don't want it to change." And they're like, "Oh mm. yeah, wait, I like it."
1: Uh, Maybe yeah. I'll grow mine back too. In the yeah, home. you should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: get some nice, uh, some don't braided, laugh. some <laughs> braided, <laughs> uh, some <laughs> rings down at the bottom. Maybe you can, you can make your rocket.
2: I can. I can see it. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, we are going to get to a lower you should know segment right about now. So, uh, Mr. Ryan Marth, please make with the. Uh, <gasps> God, I can't date anymore. Make with that, that make guys. with the awesome song oh. that has uh, the chiming of bells in it, please. That's... Welcome to another Lore You should know segment. I'm Greg Tito, and I'm joined as always by Mr. Chris Perkins. Hello, and Matt Cernan. Hi. Today we are going to delve into a, uh, a specific little bit of Dungeons and Dragons lore that you can use in your games uh, or just to enrich your mind. Uh, and today it's going to be about Hags, uh, as well as uh, Nanny Poo, a, a character that is, uh, appears in Tomb of Annihilation uh, and uh, might be very important uh, for some of your crew uh, for various reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into. But when did, uh,
3: when did Hags first appear in, in Dungeons and Dragons? Oh, they're there from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, the various... I mean, what there's what... It's Green, Knight, Anis,
4: or N.C. Were they all there from
3: the beginning, those three? Four?
4: So in the original first edition Monster Manual, there was the Night Hag and the Sea Hag. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Green Hag in Monster Manual 2 and the Anis in Monster Manual 2.
0: Got it. Now, the hags, they always... In my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, I always associated them with um, the evil witch in Snow White.
3: I don't know why. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm along those lines. Um, boy, there's there's lots of references that they pull from. I mean, yeah. uh, gosh, and I mean, mythology and pop culture and so on has lots of different sort of evil hags and witches. Baba Yaga. Um, yeah. The the in second edition there's definitely a, a reference I think to um, both uh, the hags or hag-like creatures in uh, the movie Beastmaster and in uh, the, uh, the what is it the is it the Norns or something like that where there's reference to um, the the hag eye is kind of a big part of of the the, yeah. the coven of hags they ha- mm. they give hag eyes to their um, they're servitors and they, that
4: allows them to watch what people are doing or whatever. I think my first exposure a childhood exposure to hag-like creatures were the three hags from Clash of the Titans oh, with the, okay. the, the the crystal ball that mm-hmm. they used to see because they were blind. Mm-hmm, right. um, and then I also like the hag from Ridley Scott's movie Legend. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Which kind of it, in my mind is sort mm-hmm. of the archetypal D&D hag in terms of its posture and its look and design. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and I guess the, going back to the three witches
0: that what you're talking about, that's also a very Macbeth. Uh, yes. uh, yeah, uh, a exactly. And so
4: there man, are tons, tons a random piece of trivia. Of that hag in Legend was played by Robert Picardo, who played the doctor in Star Trek Voyager.
0: Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> We're full of random trivia today. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> also After went to the same TV high school that Matt Cerny went to. No,
3: no. <laughs> uh, yeah, and there's just tons of, of hags in, in Myth and Legend and stuff like that that are... Um, wicked witches and weird things. And they're often associated in the same way. Um, so like the, there's like the, the idea of Jenny Greenteeth, um, which is very s- closely associated with uh, other sort of creatures from mythology that live in ponds and lakes and stuff like that that come out and grab you. Um, so they're, they're sort of associated with that kind of a thing. Right. Um, what's the horse? Monster that's a Kelpie. Kelpie. Yeah, so like Kelpies and Jenny Green Teeth are kind of in the same space yeah. in, in myth and legend. They mm-hmm. they're just these weird monsters that live in lakes and ponds and come out and grab children. Um, and the Annis Hag is uh, is related. To, I think mean, there's a there's real like real world myths of of that Annis being black Annis. Um, I think in Ireland or Scotland or something like that. And, um, there's just, I mean, it's just, so it draws from a whole bunch of different things to sort of create the, the D and D versions. Um, one of the things I really like about the D and D versions is that we have the night hag, which relates to, uh, the idea of being hag ridden, um, which, uh, is fun because the, the night hag has the literal ability to, uh, you know, go ethereally and, and, um, you know, uh, ride you while you're sleeping and, and, do terrible things to you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that idea of being hag comes from basically uh sleep paralysis, where in previous ages, oh. you know, you have sleep paralysis and uh the, the a lot of people would be sort of um semi-awake but still their body would be asleep. And so they'd be kind of like this dream state, but that would produce a panic because you can't move while you're mm-hmm. um asleep. And then they would associate that with being hag-ridden. Uh, and oh, I see. Th- there's theories that the modern-day equivalent of that is the alien abduct- abduction, right? Yeah. Because people okay. then associated that yeah. with that
0: sort of state. It's whatever stories are being told at yeah. that moment that, like, oh, that's what's happening, right? Yeah. So if
4: we were to define what sort of the arch- archetypal qualities of a d and hag are, yeah. I'd say their uh, propensity for gathering in covens would be one. The other is their ability to alter their forms to appear as typically a woman mm-hmm. of some kind, often an ugly, wretched creature, but mm-hmm. a woman nonetheless. Because uh, we say hags are hags are creatures. They're not just people. Right. Um, but they can look like people to lure you in and kind of take on the countenance of grandmotherly figures and things like that. What other traits would you say are iconic to DD hags oh, in particular?
3: Certainly, I mean, the the... Coven is a is a thing where there's the three of them, um, right. and, and they are actually more powerful as a coven than they would be individually. Yeah, um, and I'm I don't know that we necessarily picked this up in Volo's Guide, because I should say that most of the sort of stuff that we want to be true about hags now uh, is is sort of been codified, codified in in the Volo's Guide to Monsters. Um,
4: but I don't think the Hag Eye made it in. I don't think it did. The Hag Eye is in the Monster Manual. Is it? Oh, great. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, so, close. yeah, it's in there. <laughs> so, it's covered. There are a few other oddities in the Monster Manual, like the Night Hag Soul Bag and things like that, where they store the souls that they steal so they can take them back down to the lower planes. I um, see. Are they associated with uh, demons and devils in, in some way? Night Hags are weird mm-hmm. um, because most of our hags have been identified as fey creatures, yeah. evil fey creatures. Uh, the night hags have sort of uh, forsaken life among the fae to go live in the lower plains with demons and devils and the most debased of all creatures.
3: Yeah, I mean, their their main realm of influence is probably Hades, which is sort of the neutral evil plane. Yeah. Um, and Or Gehenna, or is it the same it, thing?
4: It's Hades, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um, and the reason that they're there is because they've sort of carved out a ecological niche for themselves as far as being soul traders, mm. traders. They gather up souls and then they sell them to people who can use them for ill intent. Right. Liches use souls to make their phylactery receptacles and to, f- and to feed into their phylacteries. Demons use them to make more demons. And uh, so they've sort of set up this uh, consortium, in a way, or this trade network for. Evil souls They're the ones who,
0: who can procure it from, from the material plane yeah. the easiest yeah. because of their abilities yeah. to, to blend in and that kind of thing.
3: Right. Well, and then in in um, Hades itself, that's where uh, if you're sort of a neutral evil person, your writhing soul ends up as a weird worm-like larvae creature. Mm. Yeah. So. Which is never good no. in general. Yeah. I mean.
4: Yeah. And uh, in, in the D&D multiverse, you can encounter hags literally everywhere. I mean, any ocean... Or, or you know, a watery cave can serve as a sea hag's lair, or a sunken hulk of a ship. Uh, night hags. Uh, there's a famous night hag named Alluvius Ruskin who lives in Sigil, mm. um, who basically runs an uh, antiquities or oddities shop there, and also does some bartering on the side. Uh, and
0: I like the different flavors of them that that, yes. that, that, that feel. Very, almost like their own different creature, but they yeah. all are, are are united by and
4: in some respects they're they're sort of defined by the territory they live in too. Like green mm-hmm. hags are known to live in swamps, and anise ha- hags are known to live in mountains, and burr hags in frozen wastelands. Basically,
0: can they shift? Like, say, you start as a sea hag, can you turn to a night hag? Yeah, really?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: No, okay, because yeah. of, because they're formless anyway, and they way, they, so. they
4: sort of they know. Types of magic that are sort of ancient and lost, secrets that they've gathered or traded, mm. and they can use that to basically facilitate a transformation into a new kind of hag. And a hag who can live long enough um, might undergo that transformation several times. Interesting. And the truly most powerful hags are, as Volo's Guide to Monsters codifies, are called grandmothers. Mm. Um, they have the respect of lesser hags because of their age and their intelligence and all of the, thing, all of the terrible things that they've done.
0: <laughs> God, i got a list of amazing yeah, souls yeah. I've taken.
4: In conversations with uh, people who have run hags a lot in adventures, I think one of the other key takeaways with hags is it's not the monster that's just going to fight you hand to hand. The hag's too smart for that. Mm. They will, they're will. they the monster that you have to negotiate with. They've they got something hanging over you or hanging over somebody else. And the only way to remove that Is to cut a deal, and of course, as soon as you get into a situation where you're dealing with a hag, you've kind of already
3: lost. Yeah, I think though, like, say with uh, with devils, um, the the deals that you cut, you 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 usually like lose your soul or something like that. You might not lose as much if you (laughs) deal with a hag. Like she might. Take, you know, uh, the sight from one eye or... or your singing voice in yeah. the case of, like, the Ursula analogy. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Was, w- would you call yeah. Ursula a sea hag? Would that be... A, she is, she's called the sea witch. She's she clearly monstrous. Yeah. She could easily be a hag, like, being... Oh, see, I've also had this conversation with my, yeah. with my
4: daughters about what... You know, because there's no mermaids that but have... But the, the thing about a hag, when a hag takes something from you, even something that seems innocuous, yeah. usually it comes back to bite you.
0: right. Like, they, yeah. they, oh, that's an easy deal, but then actually that's a much and bigger deal. Exactly. Is, right? They
4: they try to make the deal as tantalizing as possible. Yeah. Nobody's going to, you know, Haggaff comes up to you and says, I'll give you this if you give me your soul. A lot of people are like, I'm not going to trade my soul for anything. No way. Yeah. But, you know, that, the vision in your one eye or, you know, your second-born child... Well, maybe that's a little severe. <laughs> 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 Only one,
3: <laughs> yeah. one and done. Yeah,
0: yeah right. Yeah. Uh, so we met. We talked about Elizabeth uh, a little bit about this off mic about how how do how do more hags create more hags?
3: It's an interesting idea. At right. Least, so as far as, so the, basically, the they devour a baby. <laughs> one, one, and one hag devours a baby. Oh. Um, nom 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 nom.
0: And then it becomes and another it, hag. And yeah,
3: and then it then it basically uh, uh, produces a baby again, but that baby uh, will grow up to become a hag when mm, yeah. it comes of age. I think when the baby is 13. the
4: baby basically is in the hag for a pregnancy period oh. after it's been devoured. Interesting. It's not chewed up. Like yeah, like ground just, up. It's swallowed whole, taken in, and basically locked away inside the hag where it undergoes a metamorphosis so that when it's born it looks like it was when it was swallowed. Yeah. But when it achie- when it reaches a certain age, it will suddenly transform into a hag. Ooh, that's such a joke.
0: Terrifying, You yeah. know, uh, I, I kind of want to tell a story about uh, yeah. a, 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 a woman or, yeah. or uh, someone who's gone through that doesn't know that they are a right. hag.
4: And often what the hag will do is after giving birth to this transformed baby, it will deliver it into a home mm. where it can be raised up until the point where it changes. And then the hag will try to take the child back.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and it's so compelling. It's yeah, this is deeply, deeply creepy. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> like, the 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 hags would would have a um, you know, they aren't they aren't doing this uh for the fun, right? That the hag is is creating a, another sister because it has some need or desire, right? Maybe the coven that it has has lost a sister, and so they need to replace one or something right. like that. And so you know the 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 um the growing. Uh, girl, because it's always going to be girl. Uh, probably has some, you know, mysterious aunties that just show up occasionally and, mm. you know, give her, give her gifts. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, tell her how much how important she is and how much better she is than everybody else and all that kind of a and thing. Plant the seeds yeah. of, of, of yeah. evil, or, or and then you go. Then, so then essentially, it comes of age and she gets superpowers. Right, yeah. like it's not. I mean, you can change shape, you can do all these magic things, like suddenly... Oh, by the way, you have to steal souls. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and, and you're hideously ugly in your normal form, but whatever, right?
4: <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: Uh, also, you might have to eat a baby at some point. Yeah. Just throw them down the road. Yeah, I mean. right. Uh, at, that's super amazing. Uh, uh, so there, is, you mentioned deals and how uh, you may have to uh, strike a bargain with a hag in order to, to survive. Uh, there or is to
4: a, just get something that you want. Like if you've got a, a lover who is not reciprocating and you want them to love you more, yeah. or if there's someone in the town who's harassing you and you want to get rid of them, but you don't want to do it yourself, hags will do all kinds of nice things for you. <laughs> but the cost is always going to bite somebody in the butt. I like
0: that you're basically seeding hooks for, for other dungeon masters and by one, saying i mean, One say. of the
4: goals, it, the best deals for the hags are the ones that kind of corrupt the individual making them. Mm. Uh, that is, when the deal is done, you are less of a nice person having made the deal.
3: Yeah, I mean, th- in particular, types of hags generally have a kind of thing that they like to do, or, th- or something that they particularly hate. So sea hags, for example, really hate beauty. And so the things that they try and do are, are, are things that corrupt and destroy beauty. Mm. And um, I think it's anise hags that hate, basically, innocence and children, Yeah. and so they do terrible things with, to children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're not nice. Um, and so th- there's they, they have different sort of varieties of things that they mm-hmm. they really um, um, focus but on. But there, there's one character we don't have to give too much away
0: uh, uh, for for Tomb of Annihilation that characters may uh, encounter in the jungles Spoiler of Chalt.
2: alert! Yeah, yes,
4: there are there are a few hags in Tomb of Annihilation, but we're going to focus on one, and uh, her name is Nanny Poo Poo, and what? she lives in. Sorry,
0: I was just going to say there's a story behind that uh, that that name, isn't there? Uh,
4: well. It's, it's just a stupid placeholder name <laughs> that uh, I dropped into the manuscript, and then when we sent the manuscript off to the playtesters, I didn't intend for it to stay, but all of the playtesters who were like 13 years old and younger really, really liked it. So I thought, for the new generation... I'll keep the name the way it is. The older playtesters hated it. They thought it was just dumb. Oh, really? <laughs> and I think some people on staff thought so as well. And I can't, I can't blame them for that. It's a silly name. Um, but, but it's
0: disarmingly silly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah
4: there's, there's something about it that you don't forget. Right. And so Nanny Poo is a hag who lives in the, jun- in the jungles of Chult. You have to work to find her. But if you do, she can be eminently helpful in this adventure. Because, as you know, and this is not much of a spoiler, Tomb of Annihilations can be a little tough, Mm. hard on characters. And when a character dies, very, very bad things can happen. A character is probably out of the game. Nanny Poo-Poo is one of the, she might be the only individual in the adventure, actually, who has found a workaround for the death curse. Ah. But if you want to benefit from this, she expects something in return, as all hags do. Interesting.
0: Okay, so... I like that this entire segment has been a signpost to be like, don't make a deal with a hag. But <laughs> you might want to make might, it. Yeah. You got to have to. But if you
4: really, really, really miss your ranger and you really, really, really want your ranger back, <laughs> Manny Poo Poo can help you. Yeah,
0: in ways that yeah. uh, you may be very uncomfortable with. Yes. Yeah.
4: Uh, but the, the cost to cheat death is death. And so... Um, So there's nothing to lose then, (laughs) if you're gonna die anyway. Well, no, that's uh, not true. No, not quite. Clever characters can figure out a way this will help their party and hurt somebody they don't like, Mm. but they'll they'll not come away unscathed. Interesting. All right. Yeah, and she's got a troop of flying monkeys.
0: Ooh, that's not good. Because they could very... Well, I guess that makes it easier to find, right? Because yes. you can see the, the flying monkeys. And, yes.
4: and the reason why she lives in a ghost village is because she pretty much killed and ate everybody in it. <laughs> or cut deals with them, and they didn't end up in a happy place. And now
0: she's all out of people. Yes. She's all out of babies. Yes, Steve. and
4: she also has the ability to uh, stitch together uh, corpse flesh and animate it. So you might come across some of that nastiness.
0: Oh, And that that might be your first clue as to that you're getting close to. Yeah.
4: It's your first clue to "Mm, maybe she's not such a nice person after all.
0: Interesting. All right, cool. Uh, Any other uh, hag-related trivia we want to get at before uh, we we close this out? Uh,
3: There were, in previous editions, um, at least third edition, there was a male version of the hag and they were just, like, called Hag Spawn. Bon. Um, oh, yeah. And they were... <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> they were just... Was it goofy? Why, yeah. why, why do you laugh like uh, that? I just, you know... Sighs <laughs> so say it all. <laughs> yeah, it's
4: it's a question of, uh, was that sort of kind of inclusivity necessary mm. for the game? Right. Why, why couldn't the hags just have their thing? Right.
3: Right. Um. And, and, you know... Hags like giants and uh, dragons and so on um, were also the victim of a lot of noun, adjective, hag. So, you know, earlier editions had, had just the second edition in particular, had tons and tons of giants and dragons and stuff like that, and hags were like that as well. So basically pick a noun or adjective, put it in front of hag, and then make a stat block. Uh, and so there was a lot of that as well with hags. And we've tried to pare down the list to sort of the coolest stuff mm. with fifth edition. Yeah, the
4: stuff that's withstood the test of time.
3: Right. And the ones that, I mean, that, that mm.
0: feel distinct enough to yes. be like, oh, that's something that. That's-
4: now, if somebody really wants to go treasure hunting for a sort of classic, iconic hag adventure, um, there's one in an old issue of Dungeon, Dungeon mm. 59. Good luck finding that. <laughs> we got it on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, the adventure is called uh, the Mother's Curse, mm. and so it's, it's s- about it's about a hag who gives birth to a, a little hag, and what that does to a community. Mm.
3: There's a slim a chance haguic. it's on DM skill.
0: Oh, all right. Well, we'll look into that. Uh, but thank you guys for, for, for uh, strolling down Hag Lane uh, with me. We got to find out a lot more about mm-hmm. how not to go down the, the sewer when you see a hag uh, <laughs> popping out yeah, uh, and all down that. There. Uh, if people want to ask you some questions about about hags or any fun lore from Tube of Annihilation, how can they get in touch with you, Chris?
4: Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter. My handle is at Chris Perkins DND.
0: And uh, what about you, Mr. Cernet? Uh, It is at Cernet, S-E-R-N-E-T-T. Perfect. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. Uh, And uh, we'll be back next week with some some different segments slash lore. Wasn't that a great Lore You Should Know segment? Yes. Did you learn everything you wanted to learn about the uh, trickster gods of Chult? Yes. Yeah, and the Frog Hemoth. Yes. What about you? Did you learn everything that you needed to learn from that? Mr. About the frog he-myth? Yes. I was
2: presently already aware of the frog he-myth. But now you know it even more. Now for. you know more.
0: It's like going to a it's lecture. advanced frog he In which you already knew everything, but now you get to absorb it even better. Sure. Something like that. Uh-huh. Did you ever do that, Chris Lindsay? No. Architect of the Dungeon Master's Guild? Mm-mm. Ruler of time and space? No.
2: I take things and bend them and twist them to my whim. Ah, because you are a uh, uh, Doctor Who? Oh, sure, why not? <laughs> this makes sense
1: uh,
0: <laughs> so uh, uh a man who needs no introduction, even though I've given like three so much so far uh uh chris lindsay hey how you doing Hi, chris I'm great lindsay. How are you good, cool. you are here to talk to about a great many things uh but uh for
2: those people who don 't know who you are what do you what do you do here at wizards well i I wear a a number of hats um not today. Not today, but... Uh, metaphorical hats. Uh, metaphorical. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, Very uh, literal. Well, that's right. There's, there's no actual hats that go on this head. So, <laughs> um, so I am the product manager for Dungeons & Dragons, which means basically anything involved with not actually writing or doing the art or whatever that inside the book uh, that needs to get done, like legal stuff and money stuff and customer service stuff. I am engaged with all of that and making sure that that happens so that all of the things can go forward and the book can get out the door, printed, and out to all of the fine people who buy Dungeons & Dragons books. Nice. Well,
1: thanks for that.
2: So in addition to that, uh, I am in charge of the Dungeons & Dragons Adventurers League. It's very much fun. Uh, it's our uh, organized play program for D&D. Uh, it's exciting. It's growing. It's changing. It's doing all kinds of fun things as we... Uh, evolve the game, it is evolving as well. Nice. So, um, in addition to that, I uh, am the architect of the Dungeon Masters Guild and I keep tabs on that. and I have a new program <gasps> for the Dungeon Masters Guild that is <gasps> coming out. Uh, it's, I have folks already working on it called the Guild Adept Program. It's going to be very exciting. Um, what pro- can you tell us about this guild adept program? Adapt. Well, so the guild that, Here's the thing about the Dungeon Masters Guild. Let me back up for just a minute. Yeah. The Dungeon Masters Guild, we launched it. We had no idea what it was going to do. We just thought, we don't know if anybody's going to be interested in participating or getting involved and all this stuff. But um, contrary to all like doubts we may have had, it took off like gangbusters. And we got literally thousands of authors now writing tens of thousands of thousand. new D&D products and selling them on the Dungeon Masters Guild. Seriously. So what's yeah. the quick
0: uh, 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 paragraph version of what the Dungeon Masters Guild was? Because we launched it back in January 2016.
2: Yeah, basically oh. the, the, the short version is, is the Dungeon Masters Guild is a marketplace that, is, uh, that hosts a creative community of fan creators for Dungeons & Dragons. And, and one of the things I really wanted to do is I really wanted to start shining in the spotlight on some of our uh, best creators in the Dungeon Masters Guild. Now, first of all, let me addendumize that by saying all the creators in Dungeon Masters Guild are fabulous. But we have a number of standouts. And so for that, we, I came up with this idea called the Guild Adept Program, where we could uh, show off some talent of people who have been participating in, um, get them in early to write content for, uh, that's associated with products that we're putting out. So, for example, I have 10 fine individuals right now who are at home or their day jobs or whatever writing D&D products, and they're collaborating with each other Whoa. as a mini-community mini of, of their own. Um, and those products are directly associated with the upcoming release of Tomb of Annihilation, and their initial launches are going to come out on the same day as Tomb of Annihilation. So yes, we're going to have, in the parlance of our digital, you know, friends, same day DLC on September September eighth or September nineteenth. September eighth. Whoa.
1: Whoa! Yeah,
0: yeah. Because they're making it all right now. So just to just to uh, kind of clarify, the the Dungeon Masters Guild is there and it's been tricking along and letting people create stuff in the Forgotten Realms and then when products have been added like uh, uh, you know Curse of Strahd or uh, uh, Storm King's Thunder uh, authors can incorporate material from those books and create uh, and sell uh, adventures or Absolutely. other things that were, yeah, fact, that were using our IP
2: yep we, we encourage them to do that. We would like them to be engaged with what we're doing. Now, they don't have to be. They can choose to make up their own pet project as long as right. it's set in the forgotten realms or, or nowhere at all, to be perfectly honest. Um, they've they've created literally hundreds of thousands of products out there. Wait, and, hundreds of thousands? Uh, Is that? What? Well, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of downloads. Yes, uh, that's true. And, uh, uh, but really, we want them to kind of come together as a community and and everybody's been so busy, like, being super creative that they're all kind of working in their own little silo. So that's another reason for doing the Guild Edit program, was to bring together a group of individuals and then encourage them to work together. Uh, they're, in a, they're in this crazy Slack channel uh, that is on my computer, and it, like, it's, like, binging all day long as they're talking with each other, and they're asking me questions, and they're, and they're having these collaborative conversations about the products that they're working on, and it's very cool.
0: That
1: is cool. So uh, how did these standouts become standouts in the eyes of Mr. Chris Lindsay?
2: Well, uh, so the best way to get our attention uh, in this regard is two ways. One is to basically work on products that are associated with our products. So these folks are all people that have, have worked either collaboratively, c- collaboratively with us in the Adventures League Okay. or with us here at Wizards, or, or whatever, and i have created products to go into the Dungeon Master's Guild. Um, now, of course, they haven't worked with us directly here at Wizards so much as they've gotten a hold of the products and then they've created something on the Dungeon Master's Guild that was associated with it, right? Um, now they're working directly with us. The other way to get noticed is to basically generate a lot of revenue, right? So... Um, you put your stuff up there, and if people are interested in buying, paying cash money for your product, um, and it happens regularly, there's a good chance I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to notice. Uh, and while there's no like strict bar set for that, um, uh, I will say that for folks out there who are contributing to the Dungeon Masters Guild, who set their products at free or pay what you want, I would encourage you to, to reconsider that and that's,
0: uh, right because there are cuz there's uh, a number of ways to collect data uh, on the dungeon masters guild and mm-hmm. one of them is of course downloads and you can definitely be like oh this a lot of people were were downloading this yeah. but we've noticed from there being a trend that many people just get everything that's free yeah, or pay what you
2: want it, if it's free everybody downloads it why not
0: yeah right for low risk obviously Like if they don't like it or they don't so it's it, so the, for us the downloads is not as much of a measure of uh, uh, whether something is popular or not because there are people who just will download everything Correct. free. I, right? I, so the, the reason why you're saying charge money for it is that people are uh, making a conscious decision to, 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 that, they, that they value your, your, your creation. Precisely.
2: Now, now if, you're, if you're not in it to, to make money and you're not really interested in the Guild up program, then you should do whatever it is you like. But if you want to be recognized, I would encourage you to pay attention to that. And there are some fantastic guidelines that the, the fine folks at One Bookshelf have put up on the Dungeon Masters Guild yeah. as far as pricing and so forth. Plus, you could also use uh, uh, the D&D Adventures League content as a barometer for pricing as well. Um, but don't sell yourself short uh, as authors out there. Uh, your your efforts are worth something. Right. I think that you should, you should be compensated from the folks out there in the community who are taking advantage of your work um, and... And that's good that they're taking advantage of it, but I'd like to see them compensating you somehow for the work that you put in to provide that. Right, exactly. I and mean,
0: that's not the only measure for for how we gauge people to go for the Gilded debt program. No, right? we have because it's the, word of mouth. It's like a combination yep, of a lot of other things. Yep.
2: Plus we plus we check out reviews and we and we and we, we read some of the products and stuff like that. I I've you know gone in and stealth downloaded products and read them and checked them out and uh, we look for good stuff. Uh, I, I look for uh, social media. Uh, that about particular authors. The buzz it, it pops up, yeah. And if I, if I see a lot of buzz happening, then I'll check. The, I'll check out their stuff. Um, there's all kinds of ways. Neat. Yeah, yeah. The reason
0: I like this program too is because it like kind of fulfills the promise of what the Dungeon Master Guild was, uh, uh, or one of the promises of, of of when we launched it in January 2016 was like. Uh, here's a way for you to get noticed and to uh, begin the process of starting to
2: work with Wizards. And, Absolutely. And the Gilded Up program is just like one another step along that way. Absolutely, yeah. And those folks uh, working on content for the Gilded Up program, you know, are, are fantastic designers. If they do fantastic work, they could end up being straight-up D&D freelancers, you know, for the next product that we're going to put out that's going to be totally awesome, yeah. right? And it's not just about adventure content. They're also designing new rules stuff. And all kinds of crazy.
1: That's the kind of stuff you're you're tasking this guild adept crew I, with.
2: I just I didn't task them so much as I gave them some, a general them and- a general sandbox to play in, and I said, "Here are all the toys in your sandbox. Go forth and make awesomeness." No way. Oh yeah.
1: So, so you'll be re- recruiting, or for lack of a better word, you're always always looking for people to bring into this program, or is I am.
2: It- yeah, I'm going to be looking for a new group uh, for the upcoming Xanathar's Guide to everything of uh, uh, Guild Adepts to, to basically champion that product as well and to get involved with us and to design some really cool stuff. I'll probably be starting my search for those folks in the neighborhood of October-ish um, and uh, maybe a little earlier. So if you're interested in putting something up on the Dungeon Masters Guild to get noticed, now's a great time. That's right. right, And the goal is to try to do this for, for every uh, TRPG release that we yeah, do. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Three times a year at this point because we have three releases at this point is our cadence. so I want to try uh, doing that for every single one. Uh, and I, I want to try and get a different group every time if That's I can. That's what I was going to ask. It won't always be the same size. We just decided to go big on the first run. Uh, it might be smaller sometimes. Who knows?
1: Depends on what's out there.
2: Depends on what's out there and who's doing cool stuff.
1: Okay, but it's different people, intentionally, different people.
2: Yeah, I think I do. I really do want to intentionally use different people each time so that more people have an opportunity to be involved with Wizards of the Coast. It gives us a, it gives us a, a much wider view of what our community and us in the community are doing.
1: So does this content then go on the DMs?
2: Dungeon Master's Guild. The
1: Dungeon Master's Guild. Mm-hmm. And it, is it like by these particular authors and then they can charge what they want? Or are you setting prices for no, it? Or is it free? Or?
2: They they can charge what they want. Um, uh, I have, uh, of course, encouraged them to charge mm-hmm. for their content because they're fine, fine designers. Um, uh, and they will have a special gold version of the guild. I was going to ask if they have yeah, a Yeah, that's gonna, they and they're going to probably have their own line there on the screen.
1: Gold, like the top grung.
2: So, <laughs> gold is good. Learning it's one
0: grung above.
1: Oh my uh, god!
0: Again, so here's a question though: Will that uh, uh, icon only appear uh, in the period in which they are a debt member?
2: No, oh, yeah. no, no. Once the, once a product has been made for the Gilded Debt Program, um, that will that product will always carry that that icon, but not the author necessarily. Not necessarily. No. If they want, if they if they're creating stuff outside the, the program itself, then they would. Okay, we so put, it's on a put, per product basis. They put basis. the other black and red logo on there.
0: So that's a good way to find it on the Dungeon Masters Guild yep. uh, 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 marketplace. Is just look for that.
2: That's look that for that symbol. icon. There, there'll also be a way to like you know to search for only to those. filter for those as well. Yeah. So and they're gonna be they're gonna be awesome. I'm really excited about what they're doing.
1: Look at you making dreams come true. Do
0: you have any uh, hints for for what they're working on that you might want to nope. share with some of these people?
2: <laughs> we will uh, be. Be releasing a a lineup of what they're going to be of what they're going to be do, working on or what yeah. they are working on right now. Yeah, uh, in the not so distant future,
0: maybe uh, maybe Rudy and Satine would want to tell us what they're
2: working on. <gasps> no, are it. they in the program? Maybe.
1: Did he just spoil something?
2: No, actually, if you look at the uh, the announcement that may have already gone out. Um, Who's calling
1: you? Is that Rudy calling you right now, asking why he's not in the guild adept program?
2: <laughs> I have no idea. He's like Tito just said that. And, uh, wait, wait! I
1: gotta get. It I've never even
2: heard of this but, thing before. But uh, uh, Rudy and Satine are are two of my guild adepts, and I have some, <gasps> all kinds of uh, uh, fabulous guild adepts out there. I've got Lisa Chen. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I've got Claire Hoffman. Uh, uh, Will Doyle. Uh, James Introcaso.
1: Oh, we know James. We know James. Right?
2: And and, uh, and these folks are all... It's an
1: elite bunch you've got there. Brilliant,
2: brilliant whale. designers. And they're super excited to be a part of this.
1: They should be.
2: Should be pretty cool. Um, I, I want. I, now I just want to pick all their brains. And
0: be like, what are you guys working
1: on? What are yeah. you guys working on? It
0: it's wrong? a whole new crop if, of potential. If only you were in the Slack guys. channel. If only I was in that that that, that <laughs> famed Slack channel that I would just was slacking. <laughs> just call on him away
1: from his desk, and then you just sneak over there.
0: Or I could just be like, Hey, Chris, uh, what are they working on? And he would tell me if he didn't have a microphone in his face. I don't know. Would you? Would you tell I me? Don't know Maybe. Maybe. See, That's amazing. Eventually, Uh, I
2: think I have to tell you.
0: It's true. (laughs) (laughs) So I can approve. Yay! Uh, So if that has not already been posted on the Dungeons & Dragons website, uh, it will be up there very soon, uh, an article written from from your voice. Yeah. The voice of Chris Lindsay uh, outlining this program for you. Indeed. Um, Mr. Bart Carroll should be posting it right now. He should, right? He should be. Uh, but no if, for podcast. those of you who are uh, going to be listening to this in podcast form, it'll most likely already be up there. So I would suggest
2: but If, if you're not, interested,
0: uh, there's some good tips on there on how to get on to th- this kind of program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've already mentioned them as making sure your, your stuff is, is super good mm-hmm. uh, in
2: line with our storylines. What else? Uh, paying j- for it. Just yeah, make make sure that people are, are paying you for your work. You know, make sure that that's a, that's a, that's a, I mean, there's all kinds of things I look at and lots of stuff that I won't even talk about, but, but the two main things that I can stress to folks is, is a, make something awesome and try and like, you know, jam with us, right? It's kind of like being in a band. It's just like being in a band. Yeah. And then, and then B, uh, charge them for your work, please. Even if it's just a couple of bucks. Yeah. Cause your work is worth it. Yep. yep. That's what, And
1: you know, there's like that, uh, that perceived value thing, like, I don't know if it's a – you said that everyone downloads things that are free in the, yeah. the guild. But sometimes if something's free, people are like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. Oh, it's 99 cents. And then they buy it.
2: Yeah. The so only like, exception to that rule has been products put up by some dude whose last name rhymes with Herser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He puts pay what you want on his and people pay him all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Really? It's crazy. Yeah. 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 he's like to throw money at that dude. He's a cool dude. He's yeah. cool That's dude. why. He's high.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, could I write something with a pen name of Matt Mercer? Yeah. <laughs> it's like maybe two C's or we, something. We, Heli as a noble. <laughs> yeah, we
2: are working on, on a part of the program, uh, which we won't talk about too much right now, where uh, those of us here at Wizards of the Coast will be able to contribute. Ooh. But we'll, we'll, be, we'll save that for another day. That's a good idea.
1: I yeah. remember when this program was first coming out and that was like a question you were trying to yeah. solve for. Yeah. <laughs> Good, I'm glad we you are finally we got are, that We are actually solving
2: for that, but we'll, uh, this it's going to be very exciting I, and I really want to, yeah, I, I do want to wanna talk about it. Huh?
1: Are you going to contribute and give yourself a gold, Amber Slam? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's>
1: oh, <yeah, laughs> the newest member of the ADEPT program right here. <laughs> <Schmiss
2: No. Blinzy. laughs> there will be There will be more details to come.
0: I'm excited about that. You're really testing the. Uh, the like, Are you going to contribute? Ca- yes, Gerg Otit will be uh, writing something. You don't something. have to change O-tip. your name. <laughs> you don't have to change now. It can just be backwards, and it's all you need. No one will. No one will figure it out. Never. No, that's right. No, just off a gold ampersand. Who is this guy, Gerg?
1: Gerg. <laughs> they really seem to like this gerg.
0: Well, you mentioned uh, the D&D Adventurers League uh, earlier on, especially them all those adventures being on mm-hmm. the Dungeon Masters Guild. What's going on with the Adventurers League for Tomb of Annihilation?
2: I am super excited. So with Tomb of Annihilation, we are diving into a uh, methodology for creating our Adventurers League content that is new and fresh for Dungeons & Dragons. Mm-hmm. So pre- Hot and fresh? Previously, with... Uh, our organized play concert, uh, concert, it's a concert with our music Wow, you're working it. a lot. Yeah. A lot it's a salsa. jam band. Um, it's all about music with me. <laughs> so, uh, with the content, the content ran parallel to the actual, like, for sale product that we put out, mm-hmm. right? And so they, they kind of jammed along the same lines, but neither of the two ever really touched each other. Yeah. So, uh, we, we took a good hard look at that, me and the, the my six fabulous admins, and, one of the things that, uh, that we are in the process of doing is making it so that our content actually takes the for sale product into account. And instead of running parallel to it, it takes that, that experience and it enhances it. So, uh-huh. for example, the first two adventures, 7 1 and 7 2, which are introductory five parters, are alternate ways into the story of Tomb of Annihilation.
0: Oh, okay. So it's just not the one. You have the, those big yeah, five-parter ones. So now
2: there's like three different ways to get into the story. But that's actually – there's
0: ten different ways because you could do those those mini-adventures like as one-offs. You, you don't could have do them to...
2: as one-offs or you could do them as like a – like if you do take 7-1, which is five mini-adventures, you can do that as a little path and it leads you right into the story. Yeah. Right
1: into where the for-sale product picks up?
2: Right into where like, like it would – it would basically drop you into Port nyanzaru Zaru. Whoa. You know. That's and, so cool. Yeah. And 7-2 and is the same thing. The only difference between those two adventures is that 7-1 is written for Tier 1 characters. So that's first to fourth level. Mm-hmm. And 7-2 is written for fifth to tenth level characters. So if you want to get in at a higher level yep. to try and mitigate your chance of dying, um, you can try that. Is
1: that what you're recommending? No. Are you saying first level characters are not going to survive?
2: I'm saying that in the Tomb of Annihilation, it doesn't matter what level you are, you're probably gonna have to witness some more somebody's mortality at some point. Drunky
0: two shoes. Drunky two shoes is gonna get it.
1: I don't think she is.
0: No, probably Daryl. Uh, and then we'll have to. I'll have to continue on with Daryl.
1: The other Daryl. <laughs> Daryl two shoes. The other brother. Daryl.
0: Daryl. Oh, that's that's a perfect. Yeah, actually, and that's great. That that's how perfect. we're gonna find. Yep. The other brother yep. is once mine dies, and I'll
2: be like, Here's the other brother, Daryl. So, as you continue playing Tomb of Annihilation, yeah, you, you play the for sale product and you're, and you're moving your way through it. Then, the other adventures, seven three and seven four and seven five, they like they're like little side tracks that are right a part of the adventure and they oh. all attach to it, oh, oh, cool. kind of like ornaments on a giant Christmas tree. Are
1: they like just quick little, yeah, they're like little,
2: the little two hour one offs.
1: <gasps> I love them, right. Cool.
2: So, and you play through those, and and if you play them, and you play them and the main adventure all together at the same time, planned out intricately by your dungeon master, who is of course you know coordinating all of this, as they're looking at all the various materials they have at their disposal, um, you will have the best experience that you could possibly have with Tomb of Annihilation, because you're getting all the stuff.
1: That is really cool.
2: I love it. Then. Well, what? There's more. There's more. What? Just wait. You <laughs> you when just you've gotten to the end of Tomb <laughs> of Annihilation, <laughs> you know, <Wow>. somewhere <laughs> in the neighborhood of 11th to 12th level, and assuming you're still alive and not, you know, totally shocked out, shell shocked out from being in the in the jungle, the story continues with our tier three and tier four adventures in the Tomb of Annihilation aftermath.
1: <gasps> Whoa! It's like after dark. Tomb of Annihilation's after dark. It's
2: like USA, up all night. (laughs) It's more like like the next morning, Tomb of Annihilation. What happened? So
0: all these adventures are available from the Dungeon Masters Guild.
2: They will be. Once they're created and we're in the process of creating all this content, we've got it all outlined out and ready to go. Um, We have authors cranking on that stuff right now, and uh, as it's available, we're going to be putting it in the Dungeon Masters Guild after it premieres at its respective uh, conventions. Oh, so this stuff is all
1: coming out at conventions. Yeah, seven, all one, of this stuff will be. Pre-
2: they will be premiered at conventions. Seven one and seven two. Uh, seven one was premiered at Origins.
1: Oh, that's what you guys were doing at Origins. Yeah. Oh. While well,
0: you were doing all the
2: betraying, While I was super all the betraying busy. you were doing. Well, you were betraying, betraying. We were going to Port yo. You were yo. I was right. betraying.
1: You were playing. So, so
2: seven two. Seven two is out now. Yes. Um, and uh, oh, actually, it's, it's premiered, I believe, or if, if it hasn't premiered, it's going to premiere soon. And by the way, for those of you out there in core hobby retail land, seven one and seven two are going to be available to you, core hobby retailers, for free, for oh, no, no money. But way, yeah. we'll send. But that's you only for if for you're 30.
0: in the v, the WPN kind of like network, right? Yes, yes, yeah. So That's, that's a, a wizard's a pre- bonus.
2: preferred. Play Network. Wizards. Play, wizards Network. play, play Network. Network.
0: That's right. Um, I'm still. I'm still new here, so I'm still learning a lot of the acronyms so of acronyms. things. watsi stands for Wizards With out the table. <laughs>
1: what? It.
0: The coats. The coats. The coats. Wearing the wizards coats.
1: Wizards don't wear coats. <laughs> <laughs> they got robes. <laughs> Without the coat.
0: Right. Uh, but the cool thing about the Adventures League stuff is it used to be only in for in stores and then now you can download those adventures and play them and organize them wherever you would like.
2: Anywhere. You can play them at a convention. You can play them at a game day. You can play them in a store. You can play them at your home, at your library. You can play them on the bus. Take your pick. At your, local, a, at your local lighthouse.
0: At your local pub. <laughs> in right? In space. What? How come we can't get it on the
2: uh, International Space Station? You
1: might. It might There's be. no
2: reason why we couldn't get Dungeons and Dragons Adventures League content on the International Space Station as oh, long as they have a solid internet connection. Do they need an internet connection?
1: They could just print it out, can't they? Yeah.
2: Well, no, but I Put mean, not space paper. <laughs> they need an internet yeah. connection so they can download the content and then they're good to go.
1: Well, I would think that they would. They, do- were they downloaded it before. They would
2: do it. They, they're prepared. You know, I don't know. Do I look like an astronaut to you? Yes. <laughs> You've got the physique and everything. No, yeah, yeah. I have the physique for two astronauts.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I am excited about what's going to happen with the uh, uh, D&D Adventurers League uh, that's coming out because I, I know the authors that you have working on this, and they're all, like,
2: super uh, amazing people. They are all fantastic people. I'm really excited, and uh, they're really, really fun to work with.
0: Now, will there ever be, like, a, a cross-pollination thing happening between a debt Program and Adventurers League, or is that already happening? You're maybe, as much? maybe. <laughs> bum, bum, Are you bum. just saying
1: that because you're like, oh, "That's a damn good idea." I'm not giving Tito credit for. It.
2: No, because oh, no. I do that. All the I've time. already, I've already. Oh, I've already thought of that. Considered a whole lot of things, but I don't want to talk about it just yet. I we like pushing those barrier, those buttons. We gotta, we gotta save some surprises for later. That's true. Yeah, it's true. You're full of surprises. <laughs> Nice. I am all the surprises.
0: Are there any uh, D&D products that uh, are coming out that we want to like throw some more details
2: out at people? Sure. We have all kinds of fantastic stuff coming out this year. In addition, of course, to Tomb of Annihilation, we have Xanathar's Guide to Everything. Everything. Which Everything. is going to have new builds for every single class in the player's handbook. What? Everything. 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 So new builds, meaning like how some... Uh, hero- new, new subclasses. New so subclasses. a new version of the fighter, a new version of the wizard, a new version of the rogue, right? You want to play that really cool, interesting game Druid thing that we've been putting up in UA, it's in there,
0: right? But those like archetypes, so like uh, so, fighter was the martial archetypes, and oh, like, yeah. for wizards, th- that they're yeah, right, like they all a whole bunch of different. But there'll ones be those. stuff,
2: stuff all up in there. New barbarians, new new, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, sweet.
0: Uh, what is this? Is just a question I've wanted to ask for a while. What is on the uh, inside of the Dungeon Master screen reincarnated?
1: Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you about that too. What are the stats I've,
0: and stuff that are inside?
1: Tables and
2: charts. Yeah, but you updated it. I did. I did. I went through and based on feedback that we have been getting from uh, uh, our folks, the fans. (laughs) (laughs) My mom had nothing to do with it. She's a saint. Watch your mouth, Shelley (laughs) Massanopel.
0: Wow, I don't think I've ever seen Chris get mad at, a, at a your mom joke. Before.
2: I'm not really mad. He's I know. I'm so proud of her. <laughs> Thank <laughs> <So> you. <laughs> it was
1: too good.
0: For those of you who don't know, uh, Chris Lindsay is pretty much the king of your mom jokes. Yeah. So much so that not we even had like a day of the week. mom It's not even a joke. Tuesday? It's more just of like, oh, I say something
2: and it's like, oh, your, your mom. mom. And it, it's, it's No, it's not about insulting somebody. It's about consistency. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's an insult. Sometimes it's a compliment. Sometimes it makes no sense. And those are the funniest ones.
0: I, I agree with that. <laughs> I definitely think the ones that are complete non
2: sequiturs are my, my favorites. Yes. Was
1: it your mom Tuesday or Thursday? We had to have a day for this.
2: That's Nathan. Monday. He wants to put a restriction on it, but your mom knows no bounds.
1: No, it, it never. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's funny.
2: That's, that's good stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think it should be your mom Mondays because it just kind of it's got the alliteration thing happening. Sure. Yeah,
1: no, it doesn't no. matter. Like Chris, said, so we did it all every day. It's but. true.
0: But if you <laughs> want to put a limit on it, it should be Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, fine. <laughs> it's Monday. Oh, hashtag look, it up. We do the podcast on Monday, That's so right. we can always throw a good your it's, mom. It's your mom there. Monday right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. So your sorry mom, for all the moms mom, out there. Your mom gave us feedback on the <laughs> on the DM <laughs> screen. She so was so like, the
2: Dungeons screen it has. Uh, Uh, Basically feedback from all of our fans We took that in And and using that feedback We uh, kept some stuff We got rid of some stuff And we added some new stuff Um, I don't know how to be more specific than that
1: When does it come out?
2: (laughs) It comes out on the same day as Tomb of Annihilation Big day That's right The game store one or the wide one? The game store one. So September 8th, you'll be able to get that? September 8th, you can get the brand new one with that gorgeous dragon picture. By Tyler Jacobson? By Tyler Jacobson, holding that hapless little dead person in his claw. That disturbs me
1: to no end. (laughs) It really does. What? The little dead person in the claw, because I don't feel like the person's dead. I feel like they're like, they know they're about to, it's like, that's even worse. They may not be, but they're going to be. They're just like... Oh my God, I'm in the claw of a big red dragon. Yeah. And I'm going, f- and you can see the city burning behind. It's just, it's so good and disturbing.
2: Yes. It's a good one. Don't it is like a really it. good one. I
1: mean, I like it, but I don't like
2: it. It's really awesome. I but I really you can can't see believe the curvature of the planet on that. I know, picture. it's really
1: cool. <laughs> if we, we have a conference room um, called Dragon's Nest that it's very large on the wall and it's even cooler. But I, I honestly can't believe that you actually got the word reincarnated on that product. Like, to me, that's just makes me
0: laugh it does make (laughs) me laugh it It also makes me laugh that uh, 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 Toril is a a, a
2: round planet it's clearly flat yeah whatever so uh, uh, the reincarnated on the that was really more of a joke no it was it was kind of a (laughs) it was one of those you know, I didn't want to ask for permission, so I'm willing to, you know, beg for forgiveness. But since everybody seems to like it, that's I don't have to worry it about it. It felt
1: like like it was like its code name or just something that you would call it around the office, yeah. and then somebody was working on it. was like, oh, I guess, that's okay, just like cut, paste. Uh-huh. <laughs> there it is. Done and
2: done. Yeah, yeah. We have all kinds of things coming out with that. With that title on it, reincarnated. We do? Oh, yes, but we won't talk about that until later. I so, know? you are a, full of teasing of things. I, I love to tease. So, in <laughs> addition to our Dungeon Master screen coming out later on this year, we do have our own wet, dry, erase play service coming out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Yeah, the Dungeons and Dragons Adventure Grid. What? Yeah, it's and it's got cool art on one side that's dungeon-like and city-like and cool art on the other side that's wilderness-like, so you can use it for whatever adventure you want to use it for. Nice, I and it folds like, up like a like a board game and fits on your shelf. Yeah, it folds yep. pretty it's like it's, it's, it's a board, and it, and it folds out right, like you had a, a, a board game play surface, but the cool part is is that you can fold this bad boy up and stick it in your book bag right next to your books, mm. right? Way easier to carry around than one of those silly roll-up mats. Yeah, so. and it doesn't
1: curve on the ends. Like it does not man.
2: curve on the ends. It's oh. really cute. I love it. I can't wait for that.
1: People are going to really geek out on that. What is about that the one? dice
2: tin? The dice tin is, I oh, was saving best for last. Oh, dice cool. tin is going to be awesome. It's themed specifically to Tomb of Annihilation. Uh, it has a a familiar visage on the front the uh, green Your mom? devil face. Oh. <gasps> A Serac <laughs> mom, uh,
1: and I'm Cerex good him you said that. Is that true? <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't think so. You. I think I just
2: made that up. Yeah. Um, which I'm, you know, bound when you say familiar visage, weird. it
0: means your mom. I mean, it's just
1: now you, you know. talked about his mom, and now it's weird. Like to think of him having a mom. It's a not Cerex? that scary anymore. Well, he had to
0: come from somewhere, right? Or do you think he just like was birthed out of uh, mommy maybe. lich
2: and daddy lich. <laughs> Get together.
0: <laughs> 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 when mommy mean? lich loves daddy lich very much. <laughs> it's yeah. terrible. It's terrible. So. But yeah, no, the dice
2: tin is uh, pretty awesome. And the dice are, are green, aren't The they? dice are uh, like green. Like a very specific um, they are, green. Yeah, they're very. Uh, uh, and Narciso, our creative director, who's fabulous also, um, picked out these colors to make them very jungle like. Yep. So we got the jungle dice in the Tomb of Annihilation tin. It's actually made of tin uh and uh yeah it's actually made out of 10 like yeah. you, you can verify that no and uh it it's releases the right
0: amount of nickel and uh, uh you know
2: i'm not a chemist why do you ask me these questions so uh it releases the same day as super ventilation sweet
1: that is a big day for it's a huge products. day three whole products
2: four four no the this the oh the dot
0: the tiles are later
2: yeah, the, that's in October. The the, the fold out map thingy is in October. Yeah. That's right. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, that was nice to uh, spread
1: yeah. it out a little.
2: Yes, that's right.
0: Uh, um, I I have to do. have two shout outs to people in in the chat. One says, "Ooh, a tin tin," which makes me happy. Dice heart, That is that is very funny. And uh, someone uh, rightly said uh, it was it was uh, Dyrus Nye. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, playing on the ISS, he said, your mom is on the ISS.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Indeed, she is. You get, a, you get an A++ plus for that one. Very good, sir. Yep. Uh, well, thank you for coming to join us and talk about all these amazing products, as well as the uh, Dungeon Master's Adept uh, Dungeon Masters Guild Adept Program. Yeah. Got to shorten that.
2: Just the Guild Adept Program, bro. Guild, Guild Adept, Adept Program.
0: <laughs> bro. Guild bro. Adept <laughs> Program. So, oh, so it's Gap.
1: That's not taken. We'll put on a. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Miss.
0: She did have four children. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us and talking about all those amazing <laughs> things and teaching all these people about your your humor
1: and your mom and your mom
0: and your mom. <laughs> uh, real quick, I want to sh- show you everybody your, t- your tattoo. No. Show no. everyone your because it, it's amazing. Yeah, it's 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 upside down right now. Did you but have
1: to get permission? There you to use
0: that. To no, get no, the this was a beg for
2: thing. forgiveness moment as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: very cool. They're
0: like, we're gonna have to pay for you to take that off. now. it's a uh, trademark. Um, Thank you, Chris. Where can people find out about asking you all these product information as well as what you may be playing on the D&D Twitch channel in the fall?
2: So you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Onatrix, O-N-N-A-T-R-Y-X. And that's pretty much it, actually. That's that's the best way to find me. Uh, I'm also, also Onatrix on Instagram, but my Instagram, I only occasionally post up photos. I maybe have like five or six up there since I started, but I am very active on the tweets, so you should catch me there. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And um, the DMs Guild is dmsguild.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we did say that that, that uh, uh, announcement written by Chris Lindsay is up on the Dungeons & Dragons site right now. All right. So go search for it. Uh, uh, it should be on the front page uh, very, very, v- like right
1: awesome. now. I'm going to go look for that right now. Go
0: look for it right now. Mr. Right Carroll made it happen.
1: Good job, Carroll. Good job, Bart yeah. <laughs>
0: Um Shelly, do we want to close this out?
1: Let's do it.
0: All right. Uh, yeah. What... Uh, that was a really good interview with Chris Lindsay that we just had.
1: That was super good.
0: He is a very good person to talk we to. We should
1: have him on more often. Do
0: you guys know that we're going to have uh, Force Gray, Lost City of Omu coming up In
1: like very uh, soon? In two minutes.
0: In just two minutes. Uh, if you are listening to this, it what? is uh, available to watch live on the D&D Twitch channel. Uh, It's twitch.tv slash dnd. We do this live every Monday, uh, except for next Monday. What? I forgot to mention that. I'm going to be out of town. I'm going to be in Milwaukee next Monday.
2: Milwaukee? Milwaukee,
0: the good land. The good land. Yes. (laughs) That's where I shall be, and that when I'm yeah, I'm in like a a, a, a trip with my with my guy friends from, from back east, oh, and that was geez. the subject line was Milliwake right the on. good land. Um, so yeah, we won't be doing a Dragon Talk live recording, but we're far enough ahead we will rebroadcast uh, some of our. I'm not even our, gonna
1: shower that day then.
0: You don't have to. I'm not doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Quinn will be like, your mom doesn't shower, <laughs> like
1: that's right. Yeah, that's right. They'll say that to his friends. <laughs> His friends will say that
0: to him. Something like that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. He has to get schooled by Chris Lindsay on the proper usage of the the joke. (laughs) 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 Um, So, yes, we won't be doing this live uh, next week, but the following week we'll be back uh, and possibly talking to Eric Jordan from uh, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. (gasps) Yeah, and we got to pick his brain about him being a a kid in summer camp uh, with his masks and uh, uh, the first time he played Dungeons and Dragons, which is super cool. love it. Um, yes we'll be doing that next and then uh, we mentioned a whole bunch of release dates in this interview so I'm not going to go through them again but they are (gasps) amazing (laughs) Um, and uh, should be pretty (laughs) lots of fun Uh, you can follow me I'm at Greg Tito
1: Follow me at Shelly Moo.
0: Those are all on the Twitters. Uh, Wizards underscore d is where you'll get all the latest Dungeons & Dragons news on Twitter. Uh, also like us on Facebook. And hey, go check out DungeonsAndDragons.com for all the latest information on Tomb of Annihilation and all the products. Product pages have uh, all this stuff. and A lot of this stuff is written by Chris Lindsay. I don't know if you know that, but a lot of the product information pages are all Some of this under the pen. Finest work. Nom de plume. Chris Lindsay. And heavily edited by Jeremy Crawford. This is true. Yes.
1: <laughs> Love a good editor. He's the
0: managing editor of Dungeons and Dragons. He removes all your mom jokes. Yeah. Or the <laughs> no, seriouslys. The, the seriouslys that, that you put in there. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: This is the seriously the best uh, <laughs> uh, adventure we've ever had. Seriously. <laughs> seriously. And then what happens to the next adventure? This is serious. <laughs> 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 it just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> Sure, oh, sure. I feel really bad that we've laughed so loud. I'm sorry, Ryan.
1: Ryan, you love the sweet sound of my guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: you guys are the best. Thank you so much for bearing with us in the chat. Uh, and uh, we will be back with the Dragon Talk uh, on the podcast version next week, but on the live version in two weeks. All right, you guys are the best. Bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Miss
1: you. Miss you already.
3: Thanks, Chris.